Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, I want to start off by thanking everyone who supports this show by listening, by watching on YouTube, uh, and thanking everyone who supports Katina Ministry um, through prayer, financially, uh, through fellowship. We appreciate all of you guys, and we're so thankful that uh, we have such a special, tight-knit community of people like you that we get to share our lives with and live our lives with. And so I want to let you know that if uh, this podcast may, may be the only thing you see from Katina Ministries, uh, we do a lot more. And so if you'd like to find out about that, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com um, and you'll see more information about uh, who the Katinas are, what our ministry does, and uh, we'd be excited to hear from you. So that's that. And uh, I want to welcome my Uncle John, Uncle James, Uncle Jesse, and my dad. It's good to see you guys. It's you guys. It's been a while. Uh, I was um, out of the country all last week, and I know you guys were on the road. So it's been a a while since I've seen you guys. It's good to be back in the same room with you here in Franklin. I want to ask you guys just to start off, how was... Give give me and and the cousins an update. How was this last week on the road for you guys? Man, uh, thank you, Josh. It's good to see you. I like your uh, your tan from uh, Carmen de Playa, <laughs> wherever you were, <laughs> Tulum. Yeah. yeah, we were up at the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like to stay in the shade. Yeah. I can see that. But uh, no, um, I think any any time we get to to be on a, the road for an extended am, amount of time is um it's different these days because we don't do that a lot we're where we are what they call weekend warriors we leave on friday come back on sunday or monday so uh we were gone for 10 days it's a little longer than i would say we would love to do but it's uh thankfully it's not a frequent thing where we leave our families for for that long, but man, it was kind of a mixture of um, doing shows, um, some led worship at some churches, did some full hymns and story shows. By the way, him, that hymns and story show has really been, uh, I believe, being received well by the people who come to listen. Um, and it's basically from the record, the hymns, which is out there wherever you stream. Music, uh, you can find uh, five of the tracks from the hymns record. Um, so we did some hymns and stories. We got to do uh, a retreat for a Christian school, Turlock Christian. Nice. Shout out Turlock Christian. Mm-hmm. Some great kids out there. And then we got to do work on just finishing touches of our documentary, um, The Katinas, Love God, Love People. So it was a, a variety of things, but uh, it was it was good. We did, we got to accomplish a lot. 
Yes. I think <laughs> the emphasis for me was racking up frequent miles. I've heard the stories. Oh, man. It was uh, obviously unexpected. It was, like John said, a 10-day run. So the beginning of the run, um, we're getting ready. It was a Sunday morning, and uh, we're, we're getting ready to lead worship. And this is crazy. I'm in the lobby, and I see all the, the, the guys, the brothers, and your dad is like, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what happened? Uh, is Chrissy going to be okay? And I, I'm like, I don't even know what my James, I'm really sorry about no, that, no. too. So I'm like, oh, no. So I immediately call, and she doesn't pick up, so I call my, my mother-in-law. And uh, so basically, without going into all the details, uh, Chrissy, uh, Auntie Chrissy, on that early morning, 3, 4 o'clock Sunday morning, she drives herself to the ER, right? Because uh -huh. she's in this excruciating pain and doesn't know where it's coming from, but just like, nah, this is not, you know. A couple days prior, she thought it was maybe a pinched nerve. It wasn't a pinched nerve. And so all that to say, uh, she ended up being in the, in the hospital for three days. So we're out doing it. The, the, we're leading worship on uh, Sunday morning. We do a show that night, and then... Uh, I catch a red eye back home, and um, I was uh, thankfully, uh, thanks to my brothers for making it happen, I was uh, home with, with Chrissy in the hospital uh, for the next two days, fly back to meet the guys on Wednesday, uh, we do a couple shows, and then John and I, we catch an early morning flight on Friday, we come back to, because it was the, the beginning of uh, football season here in, in, in Franklin. So Hardcore, that, that was awesome. <laughs> Big shout, fans shout out right Cougars. Here. Hardcore. Uh, and, and, and my, my daughter Haley is, uh, she's in her, uh, senior year. She's yeah. a cheerleader. And by the way, so with, with everything that was happening with Chrissy, um, you know, people hear us and see us engage in just our own, what we call the cousins community. And I, I gotta tell you guys, um, I saw community mm. uh, just in full display. Mm. Something unexpected, you know. It, so my, my wife, and she, she's such a, a warrior. She's going through what she's going through. And just like that, the community just comes around. And it, it's, it's amazing. And, and Chrissy and I actually were just talking about, can you imagine people who, if they were in... Chrissy's situation that don't have family or yeah. don't have a friend. Yeah. I'm saying a friend. And I don't know for sure, but but I think there were a few people down the hallway because I'm I'm observant. I, I never saw mm. other than the nurses, mm. anyone, you know, darken the other rooms. Wow. And and it just really made me humbled, but just so grateful that um, my sister-in-laws, they just jumped in and said, okay, we're, we're going to provide meals for these next few days. Um, Chrissy's uh, uh, colleagues at work, they all were sending stuff. Um, and then all of the cheerleader moms. Mm. Like right now, two weeks removed, we, we still have meals lined wow. up. And just wow. all of this, um, just the generosity and just the 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 the, the, the serving hearts and um, 
you know, while we talk about it and we're advocates of it, when you see it in full display, it just hits you so powerfully. And yeah. so shout out to all of the, the community. You know who you are, too many to name, but that's been our 10 days. Wow. Yeah. Man, James, I'm glad Chrissy as well. If you were tuned into the last podcast, Josh, I've been busy just working on my guitar chops. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you willing to bring that <laughs> up? <laughs> that no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The 10-day run for me was uh, choppy. <laughs> you know how they say he got jokes? He got lies. <laughs> the 10-day run was pretty cool for me. I actually had my son out, Boston, and uh, he traveled with us five-plus years ago. And so to have him out... You know, a lot of things were familiar to him, and he enjoyed it, but he didn't have his road legs, man. So uh, he was trying to get adjusted to that. Yeah. But uh, it was awesome, man, all the concerts and the people that we got to meet. We got to go to this one organiza organization called Jessica's House, and it's uh, they focus on grief, mm -hmm. grieving families who just lost loved ones, specifically kids. So that was an awesome uh, time to share with my son, Boston. So... I'm just glad we're back. Yeah. Well, you got anything, Dan? All right. Sounds like uh, a lot happened while, while I was out. Um, so I wanted to talk today is April, sorry, April. Today's August 23rd. Um, and this episode will come out tomorrow, which is August 24th, which a lot of Laker fans know as Kobe Bryant Day. And the 23rd today is actually Kobe Bryant's birthday. And so I, uh, as a Laker fan and as a Kobe fan, I, I, this morning I got on and I saw a post from the NBA, uh, happy birthday, Kobe. And I remember today was his birthday. And I just thought, I know the uh, importance that he had in my life and, um, on his birthday, I thought it'd be appropriate to ask you guys if you'd like to share a favorite Kobe Bryant memory. Well, that's awesome, Josh. I also want to say happy birthday to my daughter, yes. uh, Alexis, or uh, Amelia. I'm sorry, Amelia, my daughter-in-law, Amelia, who is now a mom. She's going to, she's, if you're listening today, August 24th, it's Amelia's birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday Amelia. Amelia. You're an awesome wife to Eli, a beautiful mom to Josiah, and man, you're a blessing to our family. I have a lot of memories about Kobe. Josh, you and I often discuss that Kobe, Kobe's life was a real connecting point for me and you. Uh, but I uh, have a recent one that I've been, I watch off and on a lot of about Kobe since he's since he's passed away and man i i saw this interview and i thought man i never saw this interview and basically he was saying it doesn't matter if i lose or win which i thought was unique i thought it was almost like counter mamba mentality because mamba mentality to me was all about winning and he said this he said it really doesn't matter if i lose or win i always prepare the same man I, that really uh it just challenged me in my preparation for whatever as a dad, as a husband, now as a grandfather, as a brother, that preparation is key. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times we have these expectations, but we don't put in the preparation. 
Uh, preparation is what can lead you to transformation. And uh, I think with what I've been going through this last year of my life, I've been listening to more, obviously, messages, more from the Word of God, and just a lot of motivational uh, speeches by people. And the motivational speeches, I think sometimes we all, I think, oh, it's all about success. But really, it's not about success. It's about life. And that failure is not the opposite of success. It's a part of success. And I don't know why, uh, maybe because <laughs> I experienced or am becoming more uh, comfortable with my failures just as, as much as my successes, I, I, I think that, and it's not an excuse to fail, but there is no excuse to not prepare. Good. One of my, that's great, Joe. One of my favorite memories is uh, being able to go to his, he was on his farewell yeah. season. And uh, we, did we all, did you, mm -hmm. did we all go? I think, yeah. And uh, my three older sons got to be on that trip with you and some of the other cousins or nephews and nieces. Um, so just seeing him, I mean, he was. We went to Memphis. The, yep. Yeah. Memphis, his last game in Memphis. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he was on the, the uh, at the end of his career, but man, um, being able to see, and I don't think my boys um, understood it like they do now because they're older, like a living legend, you know, yeah. do his thing, was um, was awesome to experience with my boys. And when I when I think about um, Kobe, and um, you know, the Mamba mentality is, you know, it's just not uh, a word that you would use for basketball per se, but it's, it is synonymous with winning in any, any sport, but in life, you know, you hear actors, you hear other entertainers, obviously athletes refer to Mamba mentality. Um, I think it's pretty cool that he made his mark on the world uh, not necessarily by putting a, a, a ball in, in through a hoop, but challenging people to push the limits and to be the greatest that you can be mm -hmm. in any, you know, walk of life. Yeah. Whatever you know, whatever you're passionate about, he definitely was one of the. He's he's up there with all the philosophers. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Mamba mentality is 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 what that is, and. Uh, Definitely a huge fan, always will be. Uh, you know, I think he was, he, I think he was the GOAT, but I mean, yeah. you know, the stats show otherwise, but I think his mentality is what, what a lot of, why a lot of people would put him at the, at the top of the mountain. It's just to butt in on the Mamba mentality thing, one of my favorite, uh, uh, I, I guess, podcasts I ever watched was, uh, a guy by the name of Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> he, this was a couple years after Kobe had retired, maybe a year or two after he had retired. Um, and Stephen A. Smith opened his show. He said, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you guys, I saw something I never, ever believed I would see. Kobe Bryant has won an Oscar. <laughs> and I think it's amazing to th to think that uh, people attributed that Mamba mentality. He was able to take it from basketball into something else, even after retiring. 
Um, but yeah, I remember that Stephen A. Smith, he's a very dramatic and yeah. he embellishes things. But I remember that moment. I was like, wow, that is pretty crazy that an NBA player <laughs> won an, an Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, Josh, I mean, Kobe is uh, shares something in common with my son, Boston. He's our favorite player. And, you know, since his passing, all of these uh, uh, things show up on social media of highlights or quotes, uh, interviews that he's done. And I'm not sure if this is entirely true or if, or if this is the only two meanings behind his second number of his career, 24. 24 seconds in the shot clock, 24 hours in a day. And I think he would be a good example of someone who took full advantage mm. of time. And, uh, you know, we don't, we don't know when our time comes. But, man, if we can have, obviously, his is a little bit more uh, pertains to the sports uh, world. But, man, if we can take advantage of every moment that we have, we can have great impact on people. Yeah. And uh, he definitely lived that out. I want to read this uh, this quote, and uh, th this is something he said um, in 2017. He says, you're responsible for how people remember you. If you do it right, your game will live on in others. So leave everything on the court. Leave the game better than you found it. And when it comes time for you to leave, leave a legend. Hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think... Uh, a lot of times when he was uh, being interviewed, um, basketball was, and the court was his platform, but but the the principles that he lived by r really apply to to life and any other platform. Yeah. You know, just just being uh, being tenacious. Well, I I think one thing that aside from his obvious talent and how great he was as a player and being on my favorite team, um, one of the things that I, I've been drawn to, and, and quite frankly, even after his passing, in seeing a lot of the interviews and what he was about, what he stood for, Kobe wasn't a man pleaser. Hmm. And, and it's a, that's actually something that I've struggled with. Um, in, in, in throughout my life is just, you know, he, he just, he was just honest, you know, he was going to do it the way he thought was the right way, whether people agreed or not. And that's something that for me in, in just dealing with my, one of my personal struggles is something to aspire, man. It's yeah. like, Hey, you, you know, you you, you want to be great, and you want you want to leave a legend, but it doesn't really it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Don't don't live your life for the applause of people or what they're gonna say. Um, that that's a that's a huge inspiration from 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 yeah. Kobe. Wow, those are great. I think it's. I asked that question. I feel like it's interesting. Almost none of you guys said anything about basketball. I I was because I was thinking about my uh, favorite Kobe memory because I knew I was going to ask this question. I was thinking about his his last game when he scored sixty points against Utah. But I do think it is very unique for an athlete that I could ask people that four different guys and you guys almost said nothing about him playing basketball. It was. Um, 
more about his impact on the culture and, and society. And um, there's, I have so many memories of Kobe. And I think I remember, I didn't actually watch the 81 point game, but I remember waking up the next day and hearing about it. I remember where I was. I remember where I was uh, when he won his, his fifth championship against the Celtics. Um, I remember where I was when he scored 60 in his final game. I remember all of those things. And, but 81 against Toronto. Yes. I remember that because uh, I may have told you this. Like, I felt like after he scored 81, Uncle, like, oh, literally a week later, I want to say it was at your house. I saw a Kobe Bryant bobblehead. And it said 81 points on it. <laughs> like I remember that. Yeah, you guys I already remember had it. it was a Sunday. That's yeah, what I remember. Okay. Yeah. But when I think about all those memories of watching him play basketball and watching him win and watching him lose, uh, my favorite part is that they're always with family, always with my dad, my yeah, brother, yeah, my uncles and cousins. And I think for me, I, that's the thing I appreciate the most about Kobe was that he gave me something to – rally around with the people I loved and um, so I'm always grateful to him for he always gave his all and gave um, us something to to cheer for to respect and to bond over yeah. so yeah. I love the way he respected the game too yeah I don't know you don't see a lot of that um, oh definitely don't see it like at the level that Kobe respected the game uh, how he would man just even in his younger years he wasn't you know even if social media was back then i'm sure he would not be on social media mm-hmm. he he was the kind of guy that locked himself you know in the gym and and it's uh the results are are what they are because the way he respected the game the way he put his all into it man mm-hmm. there's there's not a lot of I don't see that a lot in today's athletes, in, in all sports. Mm. You know, Can I ask a question? Yeah. yeah. Just curious. Do you guys have a favorite uh, Kobe, like the number eight Kobe, the first half, number 24 Kobe? Yeah, I think for me, 24. Mm. You know, it's it's hard to uh, see the departure from uh, Shaq, you know, those three championships. And uh, after he after Shaq left, I didn't. I didn't know if he was going to do it again. And I think as a Kobe fan, I was fine. I'm like, man, he's got three rings. And then, man, to to make it to the finals, you know, and win it two more times, man, that's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. I, I, I like that question, Uncle. I actually think I would say mine's number eight, Kobe. Yeah. I think part of it's because, like, my earliest Laker memories, yeah. I was literally yes. five, six years old. It was the number eight Afro Kobe with the Kobe and Shaq teams. And I think maybe uh, part of it has to do with my age. I feel like being younger and as a man still feeling like I have, not to say you guys don't, but I feel like there's so much I want to accomplish in life. I'm so hungry to prove myself. And um, I, I, Number eight, Kobe, re- really resonates to that. with yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I loved my my memories of number eight, Kobe. I feel like 
those those were years where we were always battling the Spurs and um, even the Kings. Like I remember the Mike Bibian, Chris Webber Kings. That I hated those yeah. teams. And Kobe, number eight Kobe was the guy that was killing those teams. And so <laughs> I, just I remember, saw an article on Mike Bibby saying, "Man, the Sacramento Kings, we were better than the 2002 <laughs> Lakers." <laughs> Say I'm that like, all you want, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. The refs thought we were better. <laughs> you know, the number eight Kobe that I remember was, um, I think it was, was it the conference finals against Utah? When he shot oh, the air ball? ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was clearing yeah, all yeah, those guys out. Yeah. With like, what, four oh. seconds left. We could we could have tied <laughs> it or gone up to win. And he just, that was like the, the birth of of what, I mean, his legendary stats. To me, that was yeah. like the game yeah. that solidified. There's right. a moment in when that come back next year, you yes. guys. There's a moment. Yeah. I, I think it was right after as they were walking off. Shaq, Shaq is like, yeah. "You're our, you're our guy." Stamp of approval. Keep, keep shooting. Keep shooting. That yeah. after they lost. After they lost. That speaks yeah. volumes when you lose. Yeah. But. St- the way you Something, lose, yeah. again, going back to his quote of it doesn't matter if you lose or win, it's the preparation. How do you lose and you have all older veteran guys saying, oh, you're the man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The they just saw it, man. And, you know, Josh Kobe, man, he, he, he's even an example, at least to me, my, my preference of how to conduct yourself as a athlete and as a uh, whether it's football or baseball with social media. I'm not saying that it's wrong. But, man, for someone like him who has uh, said in interviews, man, I'm putting the time in the, in the lab, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's, a, he's an amazing example of that, man. Mm-hmm. Last uh, Kobe question. They recently announced, the Lakers recently announced that next year Kobe's going to get his statue outside of uh, crypto, the Staples Center. Um, well deserved. Yeah. What... If you guys were designing the statue, what would the pose be? Mm. Mm. The one where he the heart. shows his heart. <laughs> I love that I like one. That one. <laughs> I've got a thought in my mind, but I don't think it should be the statue, but I'm not going to say which one it was. I think you can. Yeah. You I, know. I think for me, because, again, a lot of these, a lot of footage has been, coming up on uh, social media and I'm not sure if anybody captured how many times he's picked up his daughter Gigi from when Mm. she was young there's one in Starbucks he's picking her up at a basketball picking her up when they won the championship picking her up be pretty different yeah isn't was there talks about maybe um, Gigi being they said she's gonna be in her memory part of the of the statue so I don't know if that means she's actually yeah I don't know what that means Man, I, I, you know, his his fadeaway yeah. is that's very signature. I mean, cool to see that too. I uh, I have this image in my head of when they beat the Celtics for his fifth uh, championship. I think it was. I remember Rajon Rondo kind of took a shot at the end of the game, just like a hail mary. He missed, and I think Lamar Odom rebounded it, and Kobe was sprinting up the floor, and Lamar just tossed it in the air. And Kobe caught the ball at the end of the other, of the yeah. other 
side and he's holding yeah. his hand yeah. up. I, you to me, that. in yeah. my mind, that was like... You love to see it in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that was, no, that was in LA. LA. Oh, oh. Yeah. But in against LA. the Celtics, I don't know. My, that that my, image is burned in my, my mind. My favorite part of that finals and that, that game was when Ron Artest... Thanked his therapist. <laughs> yeah. So that's before therapists were cool. Yeah. So so that game, uh, our my family was uh, we were we were at uh, um, Holiday World, huh. you know Santa Claus, Indiana, yeah. and you remember we were down for most of the game going into yeah. the fourth quarter. I want to say we were down by double digits. It was one of the it. ugliest basketball yes. games you ever watched. So so as we were starting to mount our comeback. Every time we would we would get closer, me, Jackson, and Dylan, just think about how young they we would do push-ups. <laughs> all right, all right. And and Auntie Chrissy was like, stop, guys. We're trying to sleep early. And they get closer. We would do push-ups. Was it a game six? Seven. It was it was a game seven. Game seven. Epic. And I think the final score was like in the high seventies or low eighties. Like no one no one could score. It was like a and Kobe actually had he didn't have a game. Yeah. A bad scoring game. He he rebounded a lot. He was rebounding and passing and his he played amazing defense. Guys, do you do you guys remember the championship against uh, Orlando? Orlando? We watched uh, did they sweep him? No. Or no. they won in five. Yeah. We watched game five in Lady Smith, South, South Africa. Africa. Oh, my God. South oh, wow. Africa. At three in the morning? What yeah. was it? Yeah. Three, four in Somehow, the morning. Somehow. I still don't know how we got this TV to. It was like an Airbnb. Yeah. In the, the middle of nowhere. It was like a miracle from God. Wow. We got to watch. We watched. Yeah. We watched. I remember that year. I was so disappointed because that was like the best opportunity we would have ever had to see Kobe and LeBron play each other yes. in the finals. And no, the Cavs lost to Orlando, yep. I think, in the conference yep, finals. Did. But um, crazy. I, t- talking about uh, Lamar Odom, it made me think of uh, you guys know the the World Cup of Basketball is taking place, and yeah. Team USA has been doing showcases <laughs> and stuff. And this, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's this funny thing on Twitter or Instagram where they were playing in a showcase against Germany, I think, recently, and. Lamar Odom tweeted, excited to watch Team USA, and he showed a picture, and he's in this huge living room, nothing on the walls except a TV about this big, <laughs> and everyone's clowning, <laughs> and messed up. Yeah, yeah. and so after it got, it was so bad that yeah. uh, later that day. He showed a picture. He had gone to the store and yeah. bought like a 70-inch flat yeah. screen. <laughs> what does that say about America? Yeah. We're the only country. Yeah. We don't, we all, we it's are, what the, we are oh, look so at that weak. TV, yeah, man. we are so weak, man. <laughs> People are clowning him for that. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for uh, talking about Kobe with me. Yeah. Um, I want to, I guess this, this will be more of a question for you three uncles, but School is back, and the kids are back in school. I wanted to ask you, just as fathers and, and, and parents, what are, like, when, you're, when your children go to back to school again, what are the things that you maybe worry about, or what are the things that you hope for for your kids uh, for the next school year? It's a great question. Um, I'll just start off by saying we're, we're in a real – it's a it's a good season, but it's a it's a it's the most unique season as a family. 
um, because we have a senior. Haley's a senior in high school. Riley's a freshman. And then Levi is a first grader. And with that, at least with our three kids, you have not only different schedules, but just a lot of things going on. You know, aside from the studying, you've got cheerleading, uh, baseball practice. And we are right now, at least for the fall schedule, we have one dinner night um, that we're all together, right? So, and dinner, uh, it's Tuesday night. So, so we had dinner night, and I, I, th I think this could um, help me answer your question. Uh, as we're having dinner um, and catching up, I just got back from a 10-day run. Uh, just listening to the girls just talk about uh, the, the, the big topic of conversation last night was just how, you know, for, for one of the girls, uh, one of their classes, um, it, it's an, it's an honor, honors classes, mm -hmm. and it's just really, really difficult in the first two weeks. And so there's this conversation of, man, I think I need to just go to a basic, you know, and, and just trying to work through that. Um, Chrissy and I, we can see in our vision on the table, we, we can see each other face to face and um, you know, we're, we're, I, I could tell that Chrissy is signaling me without saying anything. Hey, let 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 the girls just talk it through, and they're kind of talking back and forth on how to a, a, approach this situation. It's a it's a dilemma for one for one of the girls, and the other girl saying, "Well, hey, I can help you," you know, yeah. and I, I'll, I'll and, and and the other girl's like, "Well, no, you, you no, you can't help me on this," and but I I, I share that. Um, it just happened last night, so it's it's top of mind. But um, that's a I, I would categorize that as um, it, it's this is a difficult uh, season in that regard. But there's it's it's a healthy it's a healthy time to just be a family and have these conversations. We might may not necessarily have the answers for each other. But we're going to be there for each other, mm -hmm. and that—that's what I saw. You know, this was—I mean, we had dinner, but the conversation was—it was probably two hours of us sitting at the table. So that was great, but it was like, man, there was this tension that was was being built, and we just thought, no, we're not going to leave the table yeah. until, you know, we we feel like, hey, we're we're still a family, um, whether or not we've we've pinpointed the resolution we're going to we're going to commit to just being together. If it's going to be a struggle, we're going to struggle together. Mm. So, I just I just thought I'd I'd share that in, awesome. in answering your question. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh John, Boston is uh, obviously out of school and uh so I'm enjoying spending time with him. Uh Mira is trying to knock out uh senior and junior year together. Uh Seems pretty difficult. This year, this year, she's in, so she's she could in, graduate. This yeah, year. so she could graduate this oh, year. Wow. She's also working uh, part time at a store in the mall, Aries, and she's loving that, making money on the side. And and then Sammy, uh, you know, every year we try to okay, what what are we gonna do differently? And I think this year, man, Jessica and I have committed to just enjoy this last year of grade school for for Sam, mm. fifth grade. For example, I said, hey Sam, every night that I'm home. We're going to pray together. And uh, 
So she or she really enjoys that. <laughs> well, we, we've done that. And I said, and every, every time uh, um, you have homework, we're going to go over that. So yesterday was the first time she has a spelling test in two weeks. And I'm reading these words. I'm like, man, I don't know how to spell these words myself, man. But Sam's getting it. And then just trying to create different habits. I woke up this morning and, you know, in the past I would be so... Just, man, let, let's get it done. You, are you ready? Uh, get off to school. What's next? This this year, man, I'm making the commitment. Sammy, what do you want to do, man? You want breakfast? I'll make it. You know, I made her a protein shake this morning. Just nice. just trying to. That's uh, a that's a true benefit of being the youngest. There the you go, man. Because I don't think the I bet Boston didn't get that. No, he didn't get that. He didn't get that. So uh, Boston got a shake, but it wasn't a protein <laughs> one. <laughs> Trial and error with all the older kids. Yeah. By the time you get to the youngest, so that's it. Cool, Sam. She's that's cool. She's good. good. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, you know my my hopes for um. I've got three that are still in school. River just started his sophomore year at Lee University. Um, Steele is a senior at Independence High School, and then Blaze, my youngest, is a freshman. Or uh, is is a sophomore? Is a freshman last year. Um, and I, my my hopes and my prayer for them every day is that they would just uh, you know not lose themselves in in amidst the uh, world that's constantly changing. It seems like uh, what used to be abnormal uh, in the media or as far as news is is like every every week there's something crazier and crazier that's happening and it seems like our society is always things um when it comes to our morals and stuff you know our society is 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 uh it's more accepting of of, of everything so i my my hopes for my guys is that they would just stay grounded in um who they are as first believers um but even as young men, that they would um, they would find their voice in whatever it is they're uh, they're involved in, yeah. um, be it being a leader, you know, on their their football team uh, with their community of friends. Um, I'm really glad that each, those three guys, and even uh, Zion and Jet, um, it's been awesome to see how. Uh, rich and how uh, positive their friend groups have been. Mm. That's that's been a blessing to know yeah. that they they have at least an awareness and a, a discernment of, of sorts to make sure they're surrounded with good people. Yeah. Um, outside of their, you know, their family and the people that love them the most. So it's been great to uh, I go to their morning uh, steal and. Blazes morning practices oh, wow. from five to seven, and it's just a time. I mean, me and two other dads. Uh, I just always want them to know that I'm. Uh, no matter you know how life has changed, um, that I'm as present as I can be, and I think uh, it's it's awesome and it's a blessing to um, reciprocate that as they just they share their affection and their love with me. Nice. It's been a great journey. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I've been thinking about my younger cousins and all the young people out there starting school again. And 
I don't necessarily miss those days, but I do uh, I do know that they can be really, really fun and really great. And so my hope is that obviously I want my, when I think of my younger cousins, I want them to do well in school and do well in sports. But also I just hope that my, my biggest hope is they have great memories from these years. Um, Good. All right, last question, and you guys can answer as short or as long as you guys want. It's today's Wednesday, the twenty third. Are you guys going to be watching the debate tonight? This is how out of touch I am. What debate? <laughs> no, serious. T- tonight? Okay, nobody knows. No, I know. It's I'll tonight is the first Republican presidential debate. Primary. Uh, yeah. pr- primary debate. Yeah. I don't have cable TV anymore. Okay. I canceled it, so all I watch is like some podcasts on YouTube. So I may <laughs> watch. Uh, you know, something after. I didn't know that there was a debate yep. today. But I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it? Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. Oh. I'm not sure. Now that I know, I might watch it. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm just, it's curious. This is the GOP? Yes. Okay. The, the, the big um, story, honestly, about the debate is that Donald Trump's not participating. Oh. Um, oh. Maybe I won't watch it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. And why is he not participating? Uh, my understanding is, so he's doing really well in the primary yeah. polls, and he's basically saying, I already won the yeah. nomination. <laughs> I don't need to go to these debates. Um, Man, it might serve him serve him well not to, right? I mean, I have no the idea. guy has always been scrutinized and just, just by being present, so maybe... Maybe it's a good thing for him not to be there. Are you going to watch it, Josh? Uh, yeah, I probably will. Yeah. I think because, well, I'll just say this, and this is my opinion. Because of Trump's decision not to participate, there's already whispers that, well, Joe Biden's not going to debate whoever wins from the Republican side, so we're not going to have debates. I feel personally like that's a loss for the country. Yeah. I think that our public servants owe it to us to present themselves to the people yeah. who elect them. And I, I feel like I wish Donald Trump was participating. I just feel like as a, the, even if you're the president, you're still a public servant. You owe it to, to the American people to come out and tell us why we, we should vote for you. That's my personal yeah. thoughts. Josh, I think uh, and this is me just being as vulnerable and maybe too vulnerable, but I don't see too many politicians who believe that they're public servants. Yeah, I think that's so. I'll be honest, it's hard for me. I believe in America, I think there's hope in America. Oof, I don't, I don't trust our government, and I, I don't, I don't think I'm not trying to, uh, push. I, I think I'm just being honest and vulnerable. I do every day I pray for America and I, that's not a pat on my back. It's just that God, we need God in America. And uh, maybe, you know, there might be listeners that say, well, you, I need to be more involved. And if that's the case, I'll listen um, or I, I'm open to that. But who I think I'm just so frustrated. So uh, when it comes to government officials, I feel I don't find a lot of hope in what's going on. So obviously there's no rules to 
if you're a candidate that you have to okay there's not wow yeah there's no rules for anything in yeah. government yeah. and if there are anymore, they don't follow right? him anyways right. yeah. but for you know for Donald Trump he's had 4 years to be president i think his policies and his views are well documented i don't know if that's what he just feels like i don't have anything new to what i did 4 years ago is if i win that's what i'm going to do yeah I think my, my guess is that it's just a, a strategic decision. He's already so far ahead in the polls. I don't know if – I feel like if he – from an objective perspective, if he did go to a debate, the only thing that could happen would – he could it could hurt him. I don't know if it could necessarily help him at all. But everything that, that, that Trump does is so calculated. Oh, yeah, I think Which, he knows that's that. That's actually the team. brilliance – of of him, I mean, I'm I'm not even, you know, subscri- necessarily subscribing to his politics. I'm just saying that this guy, he, th- there's a reason why he's he just has this bigger than life, you know. It's it's uh, uh, be- because while he's not doing the debate, you know what they're promoting, his interview with with Tucker, right? Right. So again, yeah. it's it's uh, people might be wondering, man, he should be. That 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 guy he he knows exactly what he wants to do. It's mm-hmm. just a, a I, I'm. But you watch do have play. a red MAGA hat. I've seen you with it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you and you wear it all the time. <laughs> um, but if yeah. he dips in the polls, we'll see. Yeah, honestly, if if uh, I think that's a good point, Uncle. If he falls in the polls after not being in this debate, you might see him. In, you'll probably see him in the next one. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm I'm just I'm gonna watch it because I've always been. There's certain parts of politics that I've always been interested in. This is one of them, you know, just to, because I agree um, a lot with what you were saying, Joe. I mean, the system is so broken, it's hard not to trust, right? Just mm-hmm. even the best of the best people, mm-hmm. just because of, you know, things that have happened over history, not just here recently. So I I like to watch the debates because I, I love just that forum the it's entertaining it, it's entertaining yeah. you know and just seeing the viewpoints um i i i've i've been recently just following uh some of uh just sound bites of uh uh vivek ramaswamy mm-hmm. very interesting guy i've 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 only heard of him over the last maybe month yep and uh so you you've got just these different people who who I, I it fascinates me too to think how did these people even come to the decision mm. to to run for the highest office right. you know yeah. it's in this just, climate yeah and i want to say too that you know when i say i'm i don't find a lot of hope in the government i mean that's i don't i'm not trying to uh come across to our listeners like i'm right i'm somewhat ashamed of that and because uh, at the same time, I do believe that there are people uh, that care a lot about the country, our country, about government, and they show their care and their passion by being involved with politics. I, I want to make sure that I don't want to come across like, oh, all politicians are not are crooked and evil. I, I don't believe that. I think there's a lot of good people we've sung at different events we're trying to raise money for people who really want to make a difference in local schools and mm-hmm. and politics and all that so yeah i'm i'm not even sure that i'm just proud of where i'm at right now um i'm just i'm indifferent and yeah. that's not i'm not saying that's a good place to be mm-hmm.
Well, and you just remind us, Joe, that, I mean, it's, it's one of the things God, you know, commands of the church is to pray for our leaders, right? Okay. Because it's, man, there's, there's no way to, other way to put it than it's, there's just so much chaos, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it just aligns with, with scripture. You know, yeah. we, we know as believers when we start seeing what's going on, it, it, so it's not a debate necessarily. It's just like, we just have to reference the word, but the word does say, Hey, pray for your leaders, whether yeah. you agree, agree with them or not, whether they are, you know, uh, pure in their motives or not, we, we mm-hmm. just pray for them. Mm-hmm. That I always remember you told me years ago that a country gets the leadership it deserves. And so um, as this election cycle begins... Can I say something? Yeah. I believe that. And I think some of my anger is... Now, I don't want to sound political, but the where the condition of our country is in right now, which I don't think is healthy, I think part of it makes it makes it's a reflection of me and a reflection of the apathy of the church, which I'm a part of. And maybe I just don't want to face that because I think, how in the heck did we get here? And maybe it's because the dude in the mirror is indifferent. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. I, I think I have... I have this weird uh, sense of like maybe anxiety is too strong of a word, but somewhere around there of just election coming up again Mm -hmm. because of how insane the last election year was. And um, I don't know. I feel like (laughs) election in my time as like a voting citizen since I turned 18, uh, and this maybe you guys can say, well, that's just how it always is. But elections have never been a time where I was like, man, I feel great about where our country's at right now. And I, I just know that um, the stories are going to start pouring out about different candidates and and the drama of the election is going to try and suck people in. And I'm hoping that this year, as the election happens, I want what's best for the country to happen. I want, I hope that. Um, a, a God-ordained leader uh, is put into the White House and Congress and all of those things. But I also hope that I'm not brought into the tornado of politics yeah. uh, over this next year, year and a half. So, I yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying because I feel that 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 uh, churning in my my stomach. Yeah that tension. Um, yeah, I, you know, to be honest, man, I'm, my hope is that we, we, we get someone who is, who is competent, who's, who does right by the country. You know, it's been, and, and not even, um, I'll even be honest, not necessarily someone who's like, I think a God-fearing person would be great but somebody who just knows how to to do the work of leading 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 government like yeah. you know um just the the simplest of things with the economy mm-hmm. i mean i i don't i mean we're going to be putting 4 dollars <laughs> in the you know a gallon uh, just just some of the simplest things you know just somebody who is competent is yeah. someone i would i'd love to see do you guys know what the babylon bee is 
No, what is that? It's a it's a satirical newspaper. So yeah. they they make news stories that it's all jokes. I'm trying to right. end on a half funny note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recently they came out with an article. Dude, you would be a great politician. Yeah. <laughs> no, but and I would vote for you. <laughs> they came out with a, an article, and the headline was "Family is sad, deciding whether to send grandfather to nursing home or have him run for senate." Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Wow. On that note, yeah. God bless America. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks for being here. For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>